Well, here I am. Welcome back to M Nation. And wow, we uh, we have our Super Bowl matchup. Welcome back in. Thank you for your listening ears. My name is James Carlton and happy Monday morning. Um, today from M Nation, we are here to talk about the Super Bowl, which will be coming to you live from Glendale, Arizona, the home of the Arizona Cardinals State Farm Stadium in two weeks, Sunday, February 12th, 5.30 p.m. Central Time. The, the Philadelphia Eagles will be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That is your matchup right there. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Hassan Reddick, and Fletcher Cox, Linval Joseph, you name it. You name it. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Going up against Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Hardman, the whole deal. They're all there in Glendale, Arizona in two weeks. So we had, pulling back the curtain here a little bit, I'm recording this 10.23 p.m. immediately after the Chiefs-Bengals game. And to be completely honest with you guys, I, I really don't know what to say. Today was a up-and-down day of quality football and wins and losses, and I'll be fully transparent. I was rooting for the San Francisco 49ers a lot more than I was rooting for the Chiefs or the Bengals, but um, I really would have preferred the 49ers to win that game, and it's so heartbreaking when you think about what the 49ers could have done because let's be honest with ourselves, 31-7 to doesn't really do the justice how well the 49ers' defense played today considering the situations they were under. And yeah, they let up some stuff, but yeah, Philadelphia is an incredible offense. But the 49ers defense still showed up basically the entire day. And consider it this. Brock Purdy has, what, five plays before he injures his elbow, and that, that makes him toast. That The third-string quarterback for the 49ers is now toast for the rest of the game. He can't throw the ball. The only thing he can do is hand it off and like maybe throw it five yards. And of course, the 49ers want to protect Brock Purdy. They want to protect him because he's their starting quarterback next season. They want to make sure that Brock Purdy isn't going to injure his elbow even more. So they he's going to have to sit out for an entire year or have an injury that's never going to be the, he's not, it's going to leave him to never being the same again. They want to protect their asset. So they're not going to let Brock Purdy throw these bombs down the field for the rest of the day. When they know they have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, who's fully capable of tearing things up. You saw that touchdown run today by the 49ers and Christian McCaffrey. Holy hell. What a That's one of the best runs I've ever seen, let alone in a playoff game. But you look at this, right? And let's just look at the official stats in this game. I do want to note that the whole game, the entire game, Lane Johnson, the right tackle of the Philadelphia Eagles, was false starting. The whole game. Jalen Hurts. Was not a very impressive day by Jalen Hurts. They mostly ran the ball. 15 for 25. He completed only 15 passes for only 121 yards. They didn't really pass the ball at all. Um, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Obviously, on the ground, we have to give him his credit. Um, Jalen Hurts had 39 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. Um, Boston Scott had a rushing touchdown. Miles Sanders, two rushing touchdowns. And that is your ball game. Leading receiver was Devontae Smith with 36 receiving yards. Yes, you heard that right, 36. And they won by, I this is, it's, it's they won by 24. This is undescribable. The fact of the matter is that the 49ers, I'll say it this way, bad refs. The refs were completely on the Eagles' side the entire game. And no, yeah, some of those delay of games and false starts when the 49ers had to bring in their fourth string quarterback, that was real. 
But some of these calls, not towards the end of the game, obviously, where Trent Williams chokeslammed a guy, but it's just complete BS. And it's it's so unfortunate that when you look at what the Philadelphia Eagles had to do to reach the Super Bowl, think of it this way. Philadelphia Eagles getting that one seed, they earned it. The Philadelphia Eagles, all they had to do was beat up the Giants, who had a very hard-fought game against the Vikings the week before. They had one less day of rest. The Philadelphia Eagles had a had a bye week, and then the, all they had to do was beat a team that doesn't know how to pass the ball, a.k.a. the Giants. All they had to do was send pressure on Daniel Jones the whole game, and they win. That was it. That was literally it. The game was over from the moment it started. The Giants didn't have a chance against the Eagles at home. And then... The Philadelphia Eagles get the home NFC Championship game after they defeat the Easy Giants. And who are they going up against? The 49ers. Yeah, 49ers are a great team. But the 49ers have a third-string quarterback. First first sequence. First sequence. Brock Purdy gets injured. Fourth-string quarterback now. And all they had to do was beat a team that didn't have a quarterback and the Giants, and now they're in the Super Bowl at home. That's it. Is it really that easy to go to the Super Bowl? Beating the Giants once, and then beating a team that doesn't have a quarterback? A team that literally cannot throw the ball? Is that it? Are you kidding me? And now the Eagles, yes, the Eagles are very good, but the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. They didn't have to play anybody. But regardless, oh yeah, one more thing on the Eagles. Um, Before the game started, some of the fans, not all of them, obviously, I'm not talking about all Philadelphia fans, some of the Philadelphia fans, fans there's there's videos out there of them pelting the 49ers fans with eggs. Before I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. They were pelting them with eggs in the parking lot as they were walking into the stadium. Like, I know I've gone on tirades before about how awful the Philadelphia Eagles fan base is, but you just can't make this, you can't make this up. It's that bad. They don't, oh, I just, you, the, I wish the NFL would take away some of their draft picks or limit their attendance or something like that. A message needs to be sent to these Philadelphia Eagle fans that it's not okay to act like they're acting. You can be passionate. You can love your fan base. Every NFL fan base does, but you cannot assault the opposing fans when they come to your stadium and think it's funny or think it's right. Or, Oh, we're just a, we're just a lively fan base. You know, who's, you know, who's also a lively fan base, the Buffalo bills. You want to know what they do? They put themselves through plastic folding tables before the game starts. They don't throw opposing fans through them. They don't pelt eggs at them. They don't pour barbecue sauce on them. It's just, it's ridiculous. Philadelphia Police Department literally had to grease the light poles in preparation for a potential win. So the Philadelphia fans wouldn't climb them. Oh, yeah. And by the way, guess what? They still climbed them. You want to know something else they climbed? There's a video that's out. There's a video of the Philadelphia Eagles fans. They climbed the uh, on top of a bus shelter at a bus stop. You know, the the thing you can like sit on, sit inside or stand inside if there's like rain or snow going on. Um, sometimes where uh, homeless people sleep as well on the inside of those shelters. Um, some of these, like at least 16 Eagles fans. Climbed on top of one of these, you know, sturdy, but, you know, not like not like a hurricane shelter um, bus stops. They climbed on top of it, and then there's videos of the, they fell through. Like, ten people fell through the top of this, this bus stop. Like, how stupid can you be? This is natural selection at its finest. These Eagles fans, like, they're, oh my god. It's just, they're the easiest team to root against 
in the entire NFL. These are the people, This the Philadelphia Eagles are who we thought the Patriots were. But nonetheless, that's the NFC side of things that happened at 2 p.m. today on Fox. And then we got to a real game. Then we got to the Joe Burrow, Mixon, Higgins, Chase-led Bengals going into what they call Burrowhead Stadium, or what they did until about uh, 9.30 p.m. Central Time today. And they were going up against the injured Patrick Mahomes, the injured Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones and everybody else and the Lamar Hunt family, and a rowdy bunch of Chiefs fans. Do you have any idea how much it pissed those Chiefs fans off to hear the Bengals calling that stadium Burrowhead Stadium instead of Arrowhead Stadium? Are you kidding me? Why would you do something like that? You're just enraging these fans more to make your life even more of a living hell when you walk onto the playing field for offense. The entire day, the the crowd noise interrupted not only the, the Bengals trying to call plays and the Bengals trying to make sense of the time on the play clock and everything else. It, it made it so, in the latter stages of the fourth quarter, the Chiefs, the referees weren't able to get in the way and the Chiefs basically got a free down. That's That's a real thing that happened. So it's like, oh my goodness. And then after the game, after the Chiefs, and I, we're not going to talk about that player who hit Mahomes as he was running on basically one of the only scrambles he could do because of how bad his ankle was messed up. Um, There's a player on the Bengals who just blasted Mahomes into the sideline, got an extra 15 yards, which allowed Harrison Butker to get a 45-yard field goal. He ended up winning it. Also, while we're on that field goal, there was eight seconds left to go when Butker kicked that field goal. I don't know if I'm missing something, or I don't know if I'm just a talking head right now, but you got eight seconds to go on a first down to win the game. Why wouldn't you just have Mahomes, or not even Mahomes, if you want Henny to go in there, why wouldn't you just, you don't have any timeouts left. I'm not asking you to kneel the ball and immediately call a timeout. I'm asking, why don't you just go in shotgun, take a snap, hold the ball for two seconds, three seconds, and just throw it into the sideline? Or just one second, snap, it's in your hands, immediately throw. Don't even think about looking for a receiver. Just throw it to the sideline. Just kill three seconds, kill four seconds. You're not going to run out of time. Eight seconds is more than enough time to do this. And then after that, then you have three seconds left, then you send Butker out, and now you don't even give the Bengals a chance at a miracle. I don't understand if that was even a thought from Andy Reid or the special teams coordinator or whoever or Mahomes. I don't even know if that was a thought. I don't know if they were worried about the possibility of something awful happening with a snap or something slipping out of Mahomes' hands. At the end of the day, they just took the option that had the least amount of risk. And I understand that. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs gave the Bengals an opportunity with three seconds to go. Now, obviously, there was a 99.9% chance that the Bengals weren't going to be able to do anything. But still, would you rather have the 100% chance of the 99.9%? Whatever. So as we look at this, as we look at this, going to the, um, excuse me, I just clicked on the 49ers-Eagles game again. Okay, Bengals and Chiefs. Joe Burrow, 26 for 41, 270 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Very good stat line. Chiefs, wow. Mahomes went 29 for 43, 326 yards passing, and two uh, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Rushing, Patrick Mahomes, he went eight yards, and that's all he needed to get on that last scramble to the sideline. That's really all he needed to get. Um, when we're talking about this game, the Kansas City, people are worried. People are worried that Kansas City winning is going to make it a much easier Super Bowl for Philadelphia to win. 
they're scared that because of Mahomes' ankle not being 100% and, oh, Travis Kelsey is having back spasms, they're worried that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to be able to take advantage of this in the Super Bowl. And that if Cincinnati had won, then it would have been a much more close game and it would have been a much more entertaining game. And, oh, Joe Burrow this, walking in with his sunglasses and his god-awful suit, walking in there and, oh, it's Joe Shiesty and Joe Burr. You know, it's just like, Everybody just calm down. Kansas City is going to be more than a fine challenger to the Philadelphia Eagles. And ultimately, we're going to get two incredible bowls. Not just the Super Bowl. We're going to get two other ones. We're going to get the Kelsey Bowl because Travis Kelsey, probably one of the best tight ends ever who plays for the Chiefs, number 87. Travis Kelsey, his brother, is probably the best center in the league. Travis Kelsey's brother plays for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jason. They have a podcast together. I think it's called New Heights or something like that. Um, And it was funny. Um, Right after the Chiefs game ended, Jason went on Twitter and he said, I am no longer a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. That is is hilarious. Um, So when it comes down to it, um, so when it comes down to it, the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're back nonetheless, um, it's also the Andy Reid Bowl. The Andy Reid Bowl is the fact of the matter that Andy Reid was the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles for, what, 14 years? And now he's been the head coach of Kansas City for, what, six or seven now? Or eight, maybe? So it's just it's incredible to think about it. And obviously, Andy Reid has a lot of ties to the Philadelphia community. He did a lot of good for them. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have the Cheeseburger Bowl with Andy, but... There's a lot to look forward to in the next two weeks leading up to this game. There's going to be a lot of um, there's going to be a lot of media coverage. There's going to be a lot of speculation and is Mah- is Mahomes' ankle going? To, there's going to be so many ankle experts over the next two weeks coming out and saying they know what's best for Mahomes. And it's like, okay, whatever you say, dude. But I think at the end of the day, we are in for a fantastic Super Bowl. Fantastic. It's the only way to put it. We're going to have two powerhouses, two number one seeds at the top of their game. And hopefully the rookies on the Kansas City defense are going to be able to withstand that powerful Philadelphia offense. But nonetheless, that game will be at five on Fox in two weeks from Glendale, Arizona. And you know what? We get the Pro Bowl this week. We got a lot to look forward to. The Wild are doing good. Timberwolves are doing good. And uh, hopefully the Vikings will hire a defensive coordinator one of these days. But nonetheless, please drink Coconut Red Bull. Please, please subscribe to the M Nation podcast, and I will see you next time.